is Rebecca Schissel Marshall with Whole Body Upgrade, a podcast to help you get unstuck, feel better, and have more energy. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. It's so good to be back with you today. Before we begin, I just want to acknowledge that I'm recording this on the land of the Creek and the Cherokee people in what is now known as Athens, Georgia. I've been wanting to just make that acknowledgement and decided that today was a good day to start with that. So today we're going to be talking about this idea or the problem with what I see a lot in our culture of treating yourself. Last week, I was talking about um, what to do when things are really difficult, when everything hits the fan. And I think this is what most people do. And I, what triggered me actually talking about that last week was my own challenges. I had been really having a hard time. And I think what a lot of people do is when they're challenged, they look to what they call self-care. And this is where the trouble is, <laughs> is that society has created this vision or version of what self-care is, and it's not really self-care. And then we wonder why it doesn't last very long. We wonder why we actually don't feel better after self-care. What I see is reaching for Starbucks or chocolate cake or a manicure or a pedicure. And there's nothing wrong with any of them. I think the problem is, is when we label that self-care. When we think the chips and salsa with a double mocha skinny latte, I don't know, I don't go to, <laughs> I don't go to Starbucks, so I don't know what they're called. But when we think of that as self-care, and then we think, I'm doing all my self-care. Why do I not feel better? And that's what a lot of the people who come to me say is, I just don't know what to do. I just want to feel better. The message that comes out, why do people think that self-care is something that it's not? Well, we look a lot to this in advertising, right? Whether it be or on social media. And then it gets perpetuated that, oh, this is what self-care is supposed to be. And we're looking to the wrong places. So the people who are trying to make money off of us are selling ice cream sundaes or double mocha lattes or chocolate cake or Cinnabons or, you know, all of these beautifully rich, delicious foods that actually don't nurture or care for us, then it's not self-care. It's, it's empty calories for your body and it's empty calories for your soul. And that is something that when the students come into my class and they're looking for ways to relieve stress and they don't understand why the Netflix binge isn't working to help relieve their stress. They think, well, I'm treating myself. I had a rough day, a glass of wine, a binge on Netflix, and a tub of ice cream, right? I'm treating myself. <laughs> what I'd like to point out is that this is, it's the problem of understanding what self-care is. 
So let's unpack this a little bit. Let's take a little bit more of a deeper dive. So what is treating yourself? What is taking care? Well, it doesn't always, it doesn't look like what we think it is. It's hard to sell, which is why we don't see it in our culture. It's hard to sell um, processing our emotions. (laughs) As one example, right? Processing our emotions is actually self-care because when we have a really hard day and we come home at the end and we are like, that sucked. That was a really hard day. Where's the wine? Where's the tub of ice cream? Where's the, where are the cookies that I need? So that I feel better. I have that emotional hit of feeling good. And yet, it doesn't last. That's a temporary fix. And then we just need more of that. And really what we're doing is numbing our emotions. When we have a bad day, and we have that emotion that comes up, By processing the emotion, it doesn't necessarily feel good in the moment, but it helps, it supports us, it nurtures us in the long term, right? When we come home and we go, that was really tough. Okay, what am I feeling? Well, I'm feeling sad. Why am I feeling sad? Well, because this project that I've been working on didn't turn out the way I wanted to, or I didn't feel valued at work, or... You know, there could be a hundred other things. I didn't get what I wanted. When we process those emotions, we're allowing the emotion to move through, which is more supportive of the long term. Then it's not packed down in our tissues, which is what I see with a lot of mind-body pieces is that there's an emotion that's been tucked down underneath the liver or in the muscles of the low back. And then we wonder why our low back is screaming to us at the end of the day. And then we also look to some of these not so self-care-ish things, right? To help relieve the emotional and the physical pain. So processing emotions can be a form of self-care. So I'd love for you to think right now, what do you perceive is self-care for you? love for you to make a list. Pause the recording and just think about, write down what are the things that feel like, you know, the commercials say, treat yourself. What feels like a treat to you? And, you know, just notice, do they all fall in the food category? Do they fall in the mind numbing category? Are they alcohol related? I've talked about this before is for me, I notice that I use social media as a mind number, right? I don't drink anymore. I have mostly cut out sugar except for the occasional blueberry pies I talked about last week. And so I'm not using food. I'm not using sugar. I'm not using Netflix, not using alcohol. And so my mind is looking for a mind number, especially during the pandemic, right? Things are tough. So what are you using as your treat yourself? And how does that feel in the longer term? And I want to encourage you now to make a list of things that are not food or alcohol that feel delicious to your body, that actually supports you in who you are and what you want to become in your life. So I'll give you some examples in my own life. I love podcasts. I think they're, which is probably why I'm doing a podcast, right? 
I love inspirational podcasts, something where I can learn, something that gets me thinking, usually about self-help. You know, I have podcasts on shamanism I listen to. I have podcasts on life coaching I listen to. There are all sorts of podcasts on um, unlearning racism. I'm very passionate about that right now as well. Nutrition, all of those feed my soul. What's also delicious to me is actually having, <laughs> I have been eating lately this beautiful kale salad with um, grated carrots and turnips and green apples cut up on it and cucumbers and pumpkin seeds with olive oil and lemon juice, fresh squeezed lemon on it. And it just makes me so happy. My tomato plants outside make me so happy, not because of the tomatoes that I have, but because they just, I just walk by them and I feel joy for having them, right? Flowers bring me happiness. Being outside, moving my body, belly dancing or dancing in the living room with my kids or without my kids, going out into nature, sitting next to a babbling creek. Oh, it's like heaven. Those are things that feed my soul and last, you know, not forever. I still need to go to the woods. I still need to move my body every day. I still need to process emotions. But they feed my soul for a longer term. It's not an immediate chocolate cake dopamine hit. So I want to invite you to think about what feels like joy to you that isn't food, that isn't sugar, that isn't alcohol, that isn't Netflix, that isn't buffering your emotions, that isn't social media, maybe even that isn't work, that isn't related to productivity. So a lot of my students will say, well, I love, I love cleaning my house, which is mind-blowing to me because that's not enjoyable to me, but maybe that's enjoyable to you. Maybe it feels good. For some people, then that can be more of an obsessive thing. It's not necessarily that it's enjoyable. It's that they feel like they need to. And I see that with a lot of self-care is like, well, self-care is I have to get my nails done and my hair done. And it's more like a society standard than what really feels delicious to them. So that's my definition of self-care is something that nourishes you, that supports you, who you are now and who you want to be. So for me, another one that falls under that is, is meditation and mindfulness. Those are huge self-care items. In fact, they're non-negotiable self-care for me. Because if I'm not meditating pretty much every day, then I notice I just don't feel as good physically, mentally, emotionally. So this push in society to treat yourself. Oh, come on, you deserve it, right? You deserve a little something, something, <laughs> whatever that might be. I really want you to question that. Listen to the voice in your head, right? This is what I usually notice is that the voice will say, oh, come on. You know, you had a rough day. You, you deserve a little ice cream. That little voice is the one to be paying attention to. Because you'll notice that that little voice, when you're like, oh yeah, I deserve it. I'm going to treat myself to the extra large French fries. I'm going to treat myself to the extra large dessert. I'm going to treat myself to two hours of Netflix. Is I want you to notice that little voice, what it says when you do whatever it is it told you to do. And notice what comes up. 
my experiences, that voice comes in and sa- then says, after you've eaten the piece of blueberry pie, chocolate cake, right? It's, it's talked you into it. And then the voice comes in and says, I can't believe you ate the whole thing. You have no self-control, usually something not kind, right? The voice comes in and says something incredibly, usually what is on the edge of abusive, right? Our own voices in our head. So I want you to notice this because this is the pieces to it, right? This is self-care, being kind and loving to yourself, being as compassionate with yourself. So maybe you do have the cake. Maybe you do have the ice cream. And then you hear the voice come in and say, whatever. You are so fill in the blank. I would love for you to notice that and say, oh, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Because then you're noticing the voice for what it is. It's a voice in your head. It is not you. It is not who you are. It does actually doesn't even mean anything about you. So when you want to really step into self-care, I encourage you to do these things. First step is to make a list of the things that you currently do for self-care, right? So we, you should already have that. And then a list of things that you maybe could try that might feel good, that don't involve some sort of sugar or alcohol or, you know, mind numbing. So you have those lists. And then when something comes up in your life, I want you to just notice. I don't want you to change anything at first. I just want you to notice. Notice what the voice says, right? Usually it's, oh, come on, right? It's usually very quiet, very sneaky. It's almost like it's whispering in your ear. Oh, come on, you deserve it. (laughs) You could have that piece of special chocolatey goodness. You had a hard day, right? Notice what it says. And then you can ask yourself, you know, what would love do? What would love do in this moment? And love might mean eating that chocolate cake at this time. But then watch how the voice comes in afterwards, right? So you don't have to change anything. This is about awareness. This is about bringing the awareness to your emotions. What are you feeling, right? What comes up? Notice what the mind says. Notice what you're feeling in your body. And what is that little voice? What is that little voice saying that you need to do? And what does it say afterwards, right? Write it down. Because this is where the magic starts happening. This is where self-care begins. And ultimately, what I think self-care is, is being kind and compassionate with yourself. That's what it boils down to. Kindness and compassion. And giving in, just like for kids, right? My kids would love to have something sweet for breakfast. And I mean, like, you know, they would love to eat candy for breakfast if they could. And that is not the most compassionate thing for them. I love them so much. I don't want them to have that in their bodies. So what if you looked at you in that same way? I love you so much that I want to take amazing care of you. 
that's what I want you to get out of this podcast. I want you to love and care for yourself in, in a way that you would care for your own children. Because really, my view is we are just taking care of our own inner child, our own self, as best we can. So I would love to hear what you think about this. I would love to hear what you tried. You can always email me. You can leave a comment. And if you find this helpful, I'd love for you to rate the podcast and share it with a friend. This is one of the foundational pieces of feeling better, of having more energy, is instead of wasting all that energy on the voice in our head that is telling us unkind things, we turn our attention to compassion, kindness, and love. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Whole Body Upgrade. If you'd like to learn more about working with me, you can visit me on Facebook or Instagram or on my website, centeredyou, that's centeredyou.com. See you on the next episode of Whole Body Upgrade.